You know, I have uh, figured out at this point in life that the things that keep us from being the absolute best parents in the world is the kids. Now, you've probably learned some things uh, as you look back and realize that you've probably earned a master's degree in threats and sleeplessness, worry and repeating yourself when it comes to parenting. And we know that parenting is tough, but somehow people keep on choosing to do it. You discovered a long time ago that making your kids take responsibility and face consequences makes you a rough friend, but it makes you a great parent. You've learned that the quickest way to get a kid's attention is to sit down and look comfortable. You've learned that you can make it to preschool and get them dropped off on time, or you can let the toddler, you know, zip their own jacket, but you can't do both. There's a lot of things we've learned. I don't know that there's a lot that we've always done right, but uh, on this episode, we're going to dig into it a little bit and have a little fun. So thank you for joining me on this episode of the Chad Prather Show. I love y'all. God bless you. Here we go. What next level new generation Dr. Spock BS is this? Listen, and the funny thing is it comes from these young, like 23-year-old moms that think they know everything, but their frontal cortex is not developed yet either. There's videos on TikTok of people saying you can't tell your children no. Redirect. Right. Redirect? Beat that ass. Redirect that ass. When I say beat that ass, I'm not saying walk around abusing your kid. I'm just saying discipline your child. And discipline doesn't isn't just about correcting a child, it's about teaching them boundaries and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to the cave in an undisclosed location. It's the Chad Prather Show, and I appreciate you tuning in. WatchChad.com is where all the fun stuff is. I'm out on the road. We may be doing music, maybe doing comedy, and most of the time we're doing both. So come find me out on the road. Ha! Ah, and uh, don't forget, head over to 76forever.com. Selling t-shirts here and there, it's not only a lot of fun, but it's something that um, helps me get up and down the road. So if you believe in Patreon-owned businesses, if you believe in supporting messages that align with your values, you might head over to 76forever.com and see what I've got over there. I want to start, I want to start back. I want to keep going with the conversation we started in the last, uh, the last go around with, uh, with uh, CJ, my girlfriend. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Talking about relationships, but I want to change gears a little bit. And I want to talk about uh, parenting. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Is that a curveball? <laughs> Was that a curveball? A little bit of a curveball? I feel like I'm about to get told. No. <laughs> I would never tell you. You're a good mom. I tell I, you that a lot. I, you do. You're good with affirmations. Mm. Mm. Let, let's talk about affirmations. That. Is there an opposite word to <laughs> Con- that? Would be condemnation. You are good at both. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, I'm kidding. So let's. Um, I, I'm a truth teller. You are. You're going to tell it how it is. Well, I'm going to tell it how I feel. Uh huh. I don't have a lot of gray areas. I'm pretty black and white. I want you to know you can live in the gray. Nah. <laughs> I don't believe in it. I, like, I think that, um, I, I believe there's black and there's white and there's grace, okay? Oh. I, I, have, I have a grace area, but no gray area. That was like very, like. You, yeah, I should write, I should write a book. Inspirational. Right there. Um, I, and that's just kind of off the top of my head. I've fallen that's, your grace is very often. <laughs> this is where the genius begins to come out. There you go. So I believe there's black, there's white, and there's grace. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's no gray areas for me. You give me a topic, and I will tell you what I feel about it. I bet you color inside the lines, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why wouldn't you? Ah. Why? I don't believe in abstract art. I don't, yes. Like, I think Picasso was drunk. I mean, what was he thinking, man? Your nose doesn't go over here on the side of the whatever cloud while your eyeballs are over here. You know, I don't get it. While we're talking about parenting, I mean, a lot of my kids' paintings look like that. I've seen them, <laughs> and I've judged them. I, I, I think that uh, I, I think that there's beauty in balance. Mm-hmm. I think that the definition of beauty involves balance. Uh, I think that um, I mean, if you got one eye down here and one eye up here, that's not that's not. Beautiful. 
It's something that's like, it's all People off. want symmetry. Yeah. People do want symmetry. No, like there's been a study and people look for symmetrical. <clears throat> yeah. Like that, that is a sign of beauty is like if your legs line up, which mine don't. So <laughs> <laughs> got one leg shorter than the other. That's a whole other topic. But parenting. That's, no, no, no. Let me, we'll get to parenting. <laughs> let me make the point that I want to make. Um, this, uh, this this idea of uh, gray areas that we're talking about, I, I think that when it comes to a lot of life's circumstances, um, it's good to have convictions. It's it's good, but it's also good to have grace. Mm-hmm. Okay, grace is a big deal for me. Grace is those areas where uh, I'm willing to listen to you and accept you even if off the bat I don't agree with you. I'm willing to hear where you're coming from. But I also reserve the right to be able to invest what I'm feeling too about the topic, okay? So when it comes to parenting, and you are a good mom, um, and I'm a good father. Mm -hmm. I'm a good father. Uh, The fruit bears witness to that. Uh. I don't think anybody really has the answers. So I think you have to spend a lot of time in the grace areas because all kids are different. Mm -hmm. Circumstances are different. Emotions are different. Uh, You know, the, the, all the things that could, the events that could happen in life, they're all different. Why are you grinning at me? Because you said we have to spend a lot of time in the grace areas after you said you're black and white. No, 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 no. You missed the whole point of what I was saying. I didn't say gray areas, grace Grace areas. I am black and white. I have a very strong conviction. Oh, yes, you do. On most every topic out there. I know. It gets me in trouble. But I'm not gray on those areas, but I will be graceful. I'll be gracious on those areas. So if you tell me something, and like this is something I've had to learn as I get older, is is to realize that other people may have a solution that even though I didn't agree with off the top of my head was probably the right one. I was wrong. That's that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It, I've, as the older I've gotten, I've been able to say, okay, yeah, I'm wrong on that. Make sense? Yes, I think as people get older, you get more perspective and you realize like the world doesn't revolve around you. You're not right about everything. You should. Yes. You should. We'd hope for that. Guys, for 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. When I say the only one, trust me, they are the only one. Whenever you pay your bill to your cell phone provider, a portion of your bill uh, gets sent to leftist, radical, progressive causes. You don't have to worry about that with Patriot Mobile. You can get the same dependable nationwide coverage because you can choose which which, um, network you want to operate off of. So there's a three major networks out there. You like the coverage you're with right now with one of those companies? That's fine. Let Patriot Mobile deal with them. And when you pay your bill, you don't have to worry about your money going to these things you don't believe in. So switch to Patriot Mobile. You can call them 972-PATRIOT. Talk to a 100% U.S.-based customer service team. They will make switching easy. Or you can visit them online, patriotmobile.com slash chad. When you use promo code CHAD, I spell it Chad, their activation will be free for you and they can help you by making sure you keep your own number, keep your own phone, or they'll help you upgrade to your phone. And uh, you're going to love the savings. You're going to love the service. And you're going to love knowing with peace of mind that you are supporting a Patreon-owned company, Christian conservative company that believes in the same values that you believe in. So I want you to join me in making the switch today. Don't forget free activation with promo code CHAD, patriotmobile.com slash CHAD, call them 972-PATRIOT. Anyway, you know, the Apostle John, he wrote in, uh, gosh, is it First John, Second John, uh, right back there in the back of the book, almost to the book of Revelation, where he, where he admonishes the, the older men and the younger men on what they should do. And it's an interesting admonishment because the younger men, he's basically laying the burden of, of strength on them and saying, okay, here's the ball, you got to carry it. Here's the weight, you got to carry it. To the older men, he's kind of laying the, the burden of counsel on them and saying, okay, you have to guide the younger men. And again, it's a big paraphrase, but he's admonishing two different groups of men right. in the church. The young men have a role. The old men have a role. And I've often likened that to maturity being like a laser 
right? A laser can harm, it can heal. It's all in determining in how you use it. So, so young people tend to, they, they tend to use that powerful laser and, and if they're not careful with it, they do more harm than good. Right. Because I remember when I was in college and I knew everything, you know, you get a little bit of knowledge puffs up. I mean, that's scripture. Knowledge puffs up. You get a little bit of knowledge and suddenly you know it all. Right. And you're ready to tell mom and dad how the world <laughs> works, you know. Uh, that's laser technology for, for that's, you're using it as a weapon. Right. The older you get, you learn to harness the power of the laser a little bit more to heal. So it's still forceful. The truth is still forceful, right? The scripture says that the, the word of God is a double-edged sword, which is a two-edged sword, which can divide, you know, between the soul and the spirit, the bone from the marrow, on and on it goes. Just, it's like it, it, that laser, it cuts. But, is it, but does it cut to harm or does it cut to heal? It's kind of like the same thing as like your best trait and your personality could be turned up a notch, could be your worst. See? Yes. See, that's wisdom. Mm-hmm. Right there. What you just said is, is exactly right. Your strength can actually be You're, a harmful weakness. Yes. So <clears throat> I, I've seen people, and when I say people, I'm talking about me, who who have said, oh, yeah, I can, I can, I can dive right into that. And I just run right into a situation where angels fear to tread and because I've got all the answers. And then you come out with an empty cup going, I didn't know a damn thing. I, I, I messed up. But that actually, in effect, is a way to fill your cup. Because how else, if you don't dive into things, how else are you going to get that uh, wisdom later of well, what works? And, and the older you work? get, I think wisdom tells you where to dive and where not to dive. Right. Because again, that, but because that's how you get it. Because if you dive into the water and there's a tree stump right there and you break your neck, yeah, you learned a lesson, but you got a broken neck. Mm-hmm. So, so hopefully you jump feet first. You just, you, you hear well, again, that would be, that would be wisdom. But, <laughs> but a lot of times we don't do that. Yeah. Now, when it comes to, when it comes to our kids, when it comes to parenting, um, it's funny how, it's funny how things change throughout different parts of life, right? When your kids are little, they're babies, you're very nurturing. You know, oh, you got to just, oh, kid gloves. You got to swaddle them. You got to make them warm. You got to make sure they, you know, keep them, ooh, don't just put, oogie, yeah, oogie, oogie. Them cry. Put yeah. them on the boob. And then, they, then they're toddlers and you're scared to watch them bump their head or fall down. Or, and then they become older kids, which now they're trying your patience. And you're just like, oh, I'm at a point you now suddenly where suddenly have an opinion. Like, like, I don't mind yelling at you now. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Forget that gentle parenting thing. Clean Bye-bye. up your room. <laughs> and then they become preteens and let's say uh, early teen adolescents where it's like, this is an alien creature. That's immediately when the parents become dumb. Yeah. And, and it's like, but, but we are dumb because we don't know what to do with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, this 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 man child uh, is starting to sprout hair and get hormones and have emotions. And that's and, when you use um, phrases like, "If I was younger, I'd whoop your butt." But yeah. they're probably big enough to whoop yours at that point. It, well, yours, I can still take them. <laughs> I can still take them. I can lay this weight down, baby. Um, and then they become teenagers. They become older teenagers, and it's it's weird. They become early adults. Now, now remember, all of these kids, dude, their brains still aren't developed. No. Until about 25, 26 years old when the prefrontal cortex starts to take a real shape there and they kind of have a sense of identity. And here's the thing. You and I were having this conversation uh, about parenting. Um, and you see this happen a lot in our world today where, and I don't know if this is a Gen Z thing. I don't know if this is a millennial thing where the kids are dictating to the parents how life is going to go. Yeah. You see that? Oh, well, I absolutely see it. I I feel like it's, uh, I don't know when it started, but it goes back to the whole like participation trophy. Mm. It goes back to the, you know, I scroll the internet a little bit and you see these moms making the gentle parenting videos and the that's like the, the thing you don't ever say no. You give them choices. That, that's a real thing? Of course. You know that's a real thing. I haven't seen that. Oh, my gosh. There, there's You're people who are passionate me. about never telling your kid no. You redirect. 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 
How about... Shut up. Don't show me those videos, because that's going to monumentally piss me off. And you thought I was a messed up parent. <laughs> I never said that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're a messed up human. No, there, there are parents. and But actually, I think this has been going on for a while. Come on. This has been going on for a while where you don't tell a child no. That's a negative. You only feed them positive, so you redirect. No. Yes. What next level new generation Dr. Spock BS is this? Listen, and the funny thing is it comes from these young, like 23-year-old moms that think they know everything, but their frontal cortex is not developed yet either. So so where where are the people like you going to give them wisdom? Wow. Spank the kid. We're going to be dead ass. (laughs) Hey, no. Not only no, but an H-E double hockey sticks in front of that no. So a few years ago, I had a video that went crazy viral where I was talking about participation trophies. Now, you know, with any viral video, uh, usually around the 750,000 view mark is where the evil starts coming out and people start. And then you, I mean, I had videos that were getting up into, you know this, you had the same thing at 10 to 30 million views. Mm -hmm. And that's when the hate and the vitriol really comes out. People are really pissed off. But it was interesting. There were pro athletes who were sharing that video saying, this is the way. This is the way. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. Because these guys have accomplished something. They, they, they're a subject matter expert on not getting a participation trophy. Winning and losing in competition and, and actually has lessons in life and giving somebody a blue ribbon just because they showed up and picked their nose in right field is not a good reason to award something, Mm-mm. right? And, and people got mad at me for saying those things. And now here we are. There's videos on TikTok of people saying you can't tell your children no. Redirect. Right. Redirect. Beat that ass. Redirect that ass. Well, and you know, it, it makes you wonder who's behind the, the TikTok. Because, you know, you know, it's a CCP platform. And what do they want? They want China. us raising weak people that are dependent on everyone. So they're, they're going to let those videos fly. Those are yeah. going to be the ones that go viral. Because they're yeah. like, look at this generation of entitled people that are going to demand a handout. And, and again, those of you who know me know when I talk about beat that ass, I have a song out there. You can actually get on wherever you get music from and type Chad Prather beat that ass you'll hear the song that I wrote it's been out for a number of years we don't exactly believe in gentle parenting except for you'd probably argue with you think I smother my kids no (laughs) that's another topic um that's another topic I say you're a good parent that's not lip service I I really do believe you're a good mother um I'm not just I'm not just padding the thing um I'll say this when I say beat that ass, I'm not saying walk around abusing your kid. No, I'm just yeah, saying dis- discipline your child. Discipline your child. Spare uh, the rods, spoil the child. Because if you don't, the world will. Right. The world will discipline your child. The problem is you're able to do it with grace and mercy and love, and the world will not. Right. You saw that video a couple of weeks ago where the judge is sitting there in Las Vegas and uh, the guy just leaps over the bench, which was an impressive leap. <laughs> I mean, both the vertical and the horizontal. I mean, I'm thinking the, 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 Las, Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> needs to be calling this guy. I'd be like, yo, bro, come to a tryout. But they brought him back into the courtroom a few days afterwards and, he, and put him in front of the same judge again. And this time they had like the mask, the anti-spit mask on. They had the, the water noodles um, on his hands where he couldn't, you know. They basically, he looked like Hannibal Lecter coming back in there in front of the same judge. And trust me, she threw the book at him. So whereas he was looking at like six months for violating probation, um, they yeah. tacked on other charges. Oh, a lot yeah. of stuff. A lot of stuff they tacked on. I mean, this guy's going to do some serious stuff. And I mean, crimes like um, <clears throat> spitting on someone. They, they, there's all these legal terms for. Now, again, that judge ain't feeling a, a parental love for this guy. No. The judge is throwing the book at him because, again, he deserves it. He deserves it. Now, we laughed at it. We made memes out of it and the whole thing. But this guy deserves that punishment because uh, he was never disciplined. Right. And discipline doesn't isn't just about correcting a child. It's about teaching them boundaries and respect. Who to respect, how to, you know, you go through life. 
your place. Yeah. Essentially. I was, I was, it was interesting. That person feels like he's entitled to everything. He has no respect for authority. Yeah. He doesn't have respect for himself. Uh, Out back here, we've got an iron gate and that iron gate, if you don't turn around and shut it all the way, sometimes it'll just kind of close by itself, but it doesn't lock. Yeah. And so the dogs have learned that uh, if they go over there and just kind of nudge that thing, they'll, they'll test it to see if it'll open up and they'll slip right out. And the other day, uh, Biscuit, my 10-pound miniature dachshund, uh, I yelled at Biscuit. And Biscuit has got those big oil drop eyes that just stares at you like, why would you yell at me? And she's a, she's a little bitch, let's be honest. I mean, she's, 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 she's trouble. She's, she's very hard headed. She's entitled. She's hard headed. She's spoiled. She but she's she also that, that breed, right? Who's yeah. just kind of uh, just kind of strong headed, which I've always said about the miniature dogs that's like God messed up on them and gave them a skull that's too small for their <laughs> brains, but he took a stick and just shoved them all in there anyway. And those animals are trying to operate and they don't have good sense. So that's why chihuahuas are just shaking all the time and that one loose tooth hanging out of their mouth just rattles and never turns loose. They're just, uh, just pissed off yeah. at the world. But she looked at me like, why would you yell at me? for doing just checking the gate here. And I thought that is a great parenting example there of the gate is there. The fence is there to protect you. You're a 10 pound dog about to go out and you can run all the way down to the road. You can run to the street. Nobody's going to see you dart out in front of boom. It's done. Your life's over with. And I was like, the gate is there to protect you. The fence is there to protect you. You keep testing that boundary that you're talking about to see, can I get out of it? And when I yell at you to stop you, I'm modifying your behavior to train you to quit doing that. Okay. And you look at the, you know, your kid, or in this case, Biscuit looks at me like, you don't love me. No, I actually did it because I love you. I love you. And that's why I did it. We were uh, on vacation years and years and years ago. And my second oldest daughter, uh, we were we had stopped at uh, we were in the parking lot of a hotel and we were going in and you know you walk between the cars to get up to the sidewalk or whatever and the cars just zipping through this parking lot and Abigail she walks up on the other side of an SUV so so I'm with a couple of the kids Abigail takes her own little path she's on the other side so I can't see her so when we get up there to the sidewalk I see her over the hood of the SUV and I see her turn because her mother's still out in the parking lot. I see her turn and dart back towards the deal. She's going to run back to her mom. Well, I can't get to her. I can't put my hands on her because there's a whole vehicle between us. But I see her head over the hood of the car, dart back towards the parking lot. And immediately I screamed, stop. And she did. Right as she hit the back bumper of that SUV, another truck right on through. Had she run in front of that, that would have been that. I mean, the timing was like, a movie. Ooh, it was theatrical. I'm covered in goosebumps. But the fact that I yelled at her, stop. And it sounded mean. Right. And I meant it mean. I wanted her attention. She stopped right at the bumper of the back of that SUV. And I couldn't see her. I could not see that she stopped. I just had to hope that she did. I didn't hear a crunch. I didn't hear a crash. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear no brake squeal, nothing. And that guy flew past. And I said, dear God, I hope. She stopped, went back around there. She was standing there frozen. That is the point that I'm trying to say. This, this is what a generation is missing, I think. Well, I because, think. Because we want to, re, we were so affirming and redirecting yeah. and no. I think people are so afraid of negative emotion and they feel like their job, and I, I am guilty of this, they feel like their job as a parent is to make their kids happy when really your job as a parent is to protect your kids is to uh, lead them, and that's not always going to equate with happiness. No. So, uh, you know, you've got this feel-good parenting, this um, gentle parenting, which is, uh, I it, it comes from the moms of toddlers, and I'm like, just wait until they talk back. You won't be a gentle parent anymore. But I saw this lady, and she was, she was actually on The Bachelor. Oh, and, here we go. Uh, she said, it was Michelle, she was so funny, I loved her, but I follow her on Instagram, and her daughter oh, wow. was um, skateboarding. But I, this stuck with me. She, she was skateboarding and she didn't want to wear a helmet. And uh, she somehow fell off the skateboard, fell off, cracked her skull, and was in the ICU. They didn't know if she was going to make it. Her brain was swelling. 
And I remember her mom got on uh, Instagram and started crying. And she was like, listen, please be a parent to your kids. She was like, I spent so much time just trying to make, I think it was Brianna, I think that was her name, Brianna happy to where I did the things that she wanted. I would tell her to wear a helmet, but she didn't want to. So I'd say, okay, but what did I do? I actually put my child in danger by like adhering to her whims. Mm -hmm. And now she's fighting for her life in ICU. And she, she was like, be a parent. She's like, if I could go back to yesterday, I would tell myself to be a parent, but I was too concerned about making my kids like me. Yeah. So it stuck with me. It'll stick with you. It's a sad deal. I am guilty of wanting uh, my kids to like me, though. Guys, uh, it's a crazy world we're living in. You know that. Uh, the storms are coming. The storms are here. The storms are upon us. You know that uh, when you look up at the sky, if it's dark and cloudy and starting to get a little rainy and there's lightning and thunder, you know when it's time to take cover and be prepared. Well, uh, I want you guys to prepare for the storm that's coming, and I want you to do that by visiting my website, preparewithchad.com. I'll save you $200 right now. You don't have to use a promo code or anything. Just go to preparewithchad.com and save $200 on the three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. They will help you like they've helped millions of Americans to prepare for the storms and the emergencies that are coming. Uh, they got these ultra-durable sealed packages, uh, these buckets, for lack of a better term, and inside are delicious meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They'll last up to 25 years in proper storage. Provide over 2,000 calories a day. You need to eat right when things go wrong. The three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. You need one kit for each member of your family. Save $200 on them and uh, get them. Uh, prepare for the storm at preparewithchad.com. Uh, fast, free, discreet shipping. If you order by 3 o'clock any day, it will ship out the same day. Preparewithchad.com. All right. Um I almost did the old Blaze TV thing and said, we'll be right back. But we don't take commercials here. <laughs> we don't take commercials here. What's, uh, it, it, this whole thing is, is um, the, you know, the Bible is full of parenting principles. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't know if people really think about this. But, like, if you read the Old Testament, there were things like dietary restrictions and what to do with dead bodies and what to do when a woman was menstruating and all of these various things. You're like, man, God sure was rigid and strict. No, he was trying to keep them alive. Like he was trying to keep them sanitary and, and there were things they shouldn't eat because there were certain things they didn't know how to process or there was a reason he said, stay away from things like pork. And we've got pork down now. So yeah, we got it nailed down. <laughs> we like, can eat all the bacon we want. <laughs> it, it's a scientific fact that whenever a pig eats something and they eat garbage, they'll They're eat dirty. anything, they eat any kind of garbage. What a pig eats becomes its flesh in like 20 hours. Oh, is that why bacon tastes so good? Because it tastes like crap, mm, right? Not really. Because they've been eating the crap. No, that's not why bacon tastes so good. <laughs> but but the pig's flesh, it, what they eat, what they consume becomes its flesh way too fast. Mm -hmm. So you have to prepare it differently or you'll it'll, it'll make you real, real sick. Right. Whereas a cow takes a couple of days for it to become its flesh. It processes because it's, it's a ruminating animal. Uh, the, the process by which they consume the food is a lot more deliberate. Um. So there were there were restrictions in the Old Testament because again everything in the world was trying to kill you. I mean, up until the what the Iron Age and the Industrial Revolution, pretty much everything in the world was out there. They could kill us, you know. Um, we before we had weapons that we could go out there. I mean, there were lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! There was smallpox and weather conditions and a lot more dangerous. You know, the world. earth was just shaking us off. God was putting those parenting things in there. Those those fences, those boundaries, those gates, if you will. He was putting those guidelines in there to help you keep your children alive. Well, and it's actually really interesting. You say, like, what happened to these generations? Well, we are a lot safer. We're a lot more comfortable. Right. We don't walk outside and worry about, I mean, you have your everyday dangers, but you're not worried about, like, a like a bear. Right. Somebody, like, just eating you up. So parents <laughs> actually had to be a lot more strict, stern. I mean, if you didn't send your kids out to work, you weren't going to eat. Yeah. We don't really have that problem now because the government will give you food stamps. Well, and, and, the, and you're not wrong. <laughs> but the reason, the reason that was so important uh, that God put those parenting principles throughout Scripture is because God wanted to preserve his people. Yeah. And it, and it took multiple generations to preserve 
those people. You know, I have a tattoo right here on my arm. And uh, it is uh, Psalm 127, three through five, that talks about, you know, children are like arrows in your quiver, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then we've got the arrows and the whole thing there. Uh, God wants your children to be sent out into the world to spread a message, mm-hmm. to spread a way of life, to spread the traditions, the, the story. Uh, that was the only way the word of God was going to be handed down and, and the people of covenant were going to continue to multiply is if you protected your children. Mm-hmm. So parenting ultimately is is preserving the covenant. Right. Okay. God made a covenant with you. He wants to preserve that. And that's going to be handed down through the generations. Uh, there's a reason why God says a righteous man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. You should be thinking generationally. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. We don't do that. It's about, oh, you know, how can we, you know, what else can we order off of Amazon.com? I said to some friends of mine who a good bit younger than me, when they started having a family, started having children, I said, every day, just buy, he used to joke about it, my buddy, Heath, he used to joke about it. He's like, every day, dude, Amazon.com is just flooding my front door. Listen, there's gadgets and contraptions out there now. You don't even have to parent anymore. You got monitors that'll watch them while they're sleeping. You got motion detectors. You got uh, stuff that you can stick them in that'll rock them to sleep. That'll stick the. I, I, I was sitting at a restaurant. There's a diner I like to go to, and this gets on my nerves so bad. I was sitting at a diner the other day where I go for breakfast, um, and right sitting there was this couple. They come in there, and they had their little kid. The kid had to be four years old. All right, and the woman is like. Nee, 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 nee. The guy never said a freaking word, but it, she talked to the, her husband like she was talking to her kid. OK, and the kid, four years old, still got a pacifier in his mouth. And like maybe kid, it was just a really big no, baby because the kid would take the pacifier <laughs> out to talk oh, gosh. and put it back in there. And I'm like, this right here is one of those things that I'm talking about. I'm like... This kid was raised on a, a rocker like this <laughs> and it's still being pacified. At now, the this, this is the kind of stuff that I know I, I piss off certain people in the audience because this is something that you do and you did and you're like, well, you're no perfect parent. I, I'm not saying that I am. I made plenty of mistakes. But there are little things that are out there that I'm like, why are we coddling a generation? Well, the people want the easy route, but let me, if any, there's any new parents or parents to be listening to this, I'll save you a lot of money. That stuff does not work. You can buy a thing to put your baby in and it'll swing <laughs> and it'll go back and forth. And they really just want the mama and a boob. So you yeah. could do all, all, you could buy the fancy things. You could buy the, we, Lindsay had something that went up and down and it like mimicked a car, which cars really are great for putting babies to bed. But at the end your of the sister. day, Lindsay's, yeah, Lindsay's sister. my sister. And I, and I, I saw her babies in but that thing. The You'd put them in this expensive contraption, and you know what you end up get doing in five minutes? Picking them up. <laughs> put them on the boob, and then you put them back in the contraption, which just curdles the milk. So it just shakes it up inside of them. Yeah, so, they're going to spit up on you. But but what were we talking about? We were, we were talking about this. We had this conversation this morning about at the end of the day, the actions of a parent are what speaks louder than the words. They they do. They, they, they put that plug or pacifier in the baby's mouth, it, it gives the parent a little bit of peace because they don't want to hear the scream. They don't want to have to go through. They're just like, oh, they'll give it up when they're ready. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, no, then you you're, you're, creating, you're creating problems for on down the road. Yes. No, you don't let the, you don't start the baby out letting them lead you. You have to continuously lead and you should continue leading until and setting boundaries for your kids Safe boundaries yeah. until they're older. Look at you. You sound like an expert. Look at me. I am even talking like one. Yeah, huh? you, you even, you're telling people how to do all this kind of stuff. And, no, I get everything wrong in my life. Though. Well, that's not true. But it, everything that, you know, we, we say this because we've been through some things. Yeah. And we've I've seen some mistakes and I've seen some things that work. And there's various things that are yeah, out there. Our kids like, are a little bit older and we know that the gentle parenting that they think is so great is going to go away in about it. Like call me in, call me in a couple years. <laughs> well, I had somebody and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to change the topic here in a second, but I had somebody years ago after my oldest was, was born. She was first born. She was, I don't know, she maybe she was one. 
And there was someone in the church, and she had these toddlers from hell. And they, they, she was pulling this couch out of her house, and she was getting rid of this couch. And I, I came out, and I saw it. It was like sitting out in the front yard, and this thing looked like a murder scene. It looked like it like a forensic file from Dateline. I mean, this thing was destroyed. I mean, it had been through everything, just maple syrup and, and just <laughs> oh, was gross. And I was like, like, what? My couch. I was like, I pulled over and I saw her. I said, like, what happened to this thing? She goes, my kids. And I go, why? And she goes, when your kids are older, you'll see. And I was like, no, I won't see because that's not the way that's going to be. And I can say with adult children, that was never the way it was. See, my family's couch looks like that. My walls are artwork. We 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 live like that. Well, you determined to live that way. But I enjoy that. You enjoy that. You Creative you determined expression okay. all over the house. Mm-hmm. That you didn't pay for. This is why we don't. <laughs> that you didn't pay for. Which brings us to another life principle, and that is people don't value what they're not invested in. Hey, listen, like, I know you could sit here and go back and forth on all the ways to parent and the right ways to parent, um, but the best piece of parenting advice that I ever got, um, and I always remember it, is to always say sorry and make sure your kids know that you're not perfect. So one day I'll apologize to my kids for letting them be wild little hood rats that colored on the walls. But Whenever their lives are falling apart because they think that life is about graffiti and the things no. that they're supposed to be valuing, like, you know, certain rules and things like that are just, they can be abandoned because, hey, we're just here. We, later on, I'll say, I'm sorry. No. no I can but drink, I, I can drive, I can run the stop sign, I can no. act like a fool as long as later on I'm going to say I'm sorry. No, I do. I believe in saying sorry because it shows them that you're not perfect. You can say you're sorry. Sorry, but the consequences know. are done. Sorry doesn't clean the walls. That's my thing. But I allow that because I like that. You I like don't that. Paint and I, the and I'll give everybody. Here's a perfect example. So when I moved into my house last time, there were like couches and stuff like that that were being moved in, and your kids and some other kids that were here <laughs> in the family, they're just jumping all over the couches. They're going crazy, and I was like, "Hey, get off the couches." And I said, you got to get the kids off the couch. These ain't their couches. Okay. And you said, well, Brittany Aldean says, <laughs> this is what I live with people. <laughs> Brittany Aldean, that's Jason Aldean's wife. Brittany Aldean says couches for couches are for jumping. Hey, she just and validated said, me because that's how I feel. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, Jason Aldean's worth $28 million. <laughs> and Brittany Aldean, who has never accomplished anything that I know of in her entire life other than being a part of American Idol and marrying Jason Aldean doesn't have a say in what happens with my furniture. But when because my she kids, didn't buy it. She didn't buy her own furniture. When my kids look back at you, they're going to look back at you as with great memories, and they're not going to remember your perfect couch. They're going to remember <laughs> jumping on it. <laughs> I'll remember it. I'll remember it. Now, now, what did we do on Sunday? What did we do on Sunday? Where did we go? After church, what did we do? Uh, we went to Top Golf. We went to Top Golf and spent a fortune. You know why? Because we got that energy out of them. We had fun. We had a good time. And you know what? When we when we got back, you know what your daughter said? What your daughter, she said, I had a good day. And we could have done that cheaper by just jumping on your couch. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not cheaper for me. Not cheaper for me. But again, the whole thing is boundaries. I understand. Boundaries. Now, your boundaries at your home are fine until they're not. Because again, that's what I say is is what are you communicating with that? Mm -hmm. What are you communicating with that of saying, hey, just run roughshod over whatever you want. It's not yours. Just treat it how you want to treat it. Because your house isn't their house. Your, no, your couch I, isn't their I couch. Really, this is really not my strong suit. It's, um, like Baby, I know. <laughs> but I have taught my kids to be loving, to be thoughtful, mm -hmm. to be gracious, mm -hmm. to be friendly, to be leaders. Yeah. I think they're all opinionated, strong little, like, leaders. My, my strong suit um, is not going to be, you know, teaching them to... Um, Respect objects. <laughs> and you know what? All of those traits are good qualities that will come in handy when they're in prison. <laughs> I want to tell you, though, about our uh, our sponsor, United Patriot Coin. You know, if you follow me on social media at all, United Patriot Coin has been a good friend of mine for a long, long time. Uh, they are who I trust for gold and silver. A lot of, a lot of times people in the hard economic times are 
trying to figure out, you know, this, you know, economic uncertainty that we're living in with all these weird things that are going on in our world. What do you do? Well, I always advise people, you need to have some gold and silver. And I know there are people out there who say, we well, can't eat gold and silver. Trust me, you need some gold and silver on hand. You need some bullion. You need some coins. You need some stuff you can barter with. There's various things you can use to do that with, but some gold and silver would be a good thing to have on hand. So the folks that I trust, unitedpatriotcoin.com, head over there. You can call them on the phone as well. Talk to Trey on the phone. Tell them Chad sent you, and uh, he'll walk you through all kind of investment opportunities that are out there. So check them out. You do have really good kids. You have beautiful children. Thank you. Which scares me. <laughs> Why? Because like you, they're going to get away with a lot of things because they're cute. Oh, no. I get mm. away with things. Yeah. Do you get away with things? Girl, your life's so easy. It's ridiculous. You slippery in WD-40. Oh, whatever. I'm a worker. Okay. You are a worker. You are a worker. But again, um, that's a value you've had to learn. You said just the other day, I'm going to put you on the spot even further. Okay. You said just the other day, you said there have been a time, there have been times in your life where you didn't have to worry about trusting God. Oh, yes. Talk about that a little bit. Well, and that, that could be like an entire different, like a it whole could be, hour. But, um, but I, and I'm actually thankful for the, the times I've stumbled because, you know, I grew up thinking that I had it all together. And I was Christian, love God, but I didn't need God. And it wasn't until I fell and I just felt kind of like that crumble life feeling that I really realized I had to depend on God and that I am human and I'm flawed because I also, I I mean, I thought I was pretty perfect. (laughs) And then I realized, wow, you are like the furthest thing from perfect. You're a mess. Man, you should have called me. (laughs) You would have let me know. But hey, I think a lot of people struggle with this. You have an easy life. You've got a great family. You think you do everything right. And then you're faced with just a little bit of, um, uh, what's the word? Adversity. Adversity. And you just go, Yeah. you fall and you're like, and I'm, yeah, you're right. My kids, but it's just like the kids jumping, uh, you know, into the river without thinking. I actually think that is how you grow. I don't think we should protect our kids as parents. I think- the more you fall Qualify and the more you, statement. um, well, protect your kids, lead your kids, but don't wrap them in bubble wrap. Like let them make their own decisions. This mm-hmm. is something I'm really good at. Like I let my kids kind of, you know, you know, um, I mean, but they are older, but you know, um, I give them a lot of freedom. Um, I think it's important for growth to step out on your own and to mm-hmm. make mistakes. And, um, if you are so protected, uh, that you never experience any adversity and you you might go falling fast, but, you know, I think it's the getting up afterwards. That's where I realized right. that I needed God. Well, and that's one of those things which, for me, it comes back to that grace area. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, and I, I can use my children as an example. They're all different. Mm-hmm. Some of them are risk takers. Some of them are not. Mm-hmm. Um, my son called me on the phone this morning. He butt dialed me. He didn't mean to call me, but I made him talk to me. I was like, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. My phone rang and you're on it. So I made him talk to me. And he's off doing school. And I said, I said, do you have classes today? And he goes, I really only have one class that I go to. And he said, and I just go in there and check in and I leave again. Which is the kind of thing you can do when you're ranked in the top when 10 in mathematics yeah. in, in the nation. When you're, you're ranked in the top 10 genius. in mathematics in the nation, you can kind of pull that off when he's probably going to be the teacher, teacher of the class. Teaching them. But uh, I said, you know, you know, I always have this phrase that I say to people. I say, hey, stay out of trouble. I said, or go find some. And if you find some, call me. Right. And he goes, I'll probably do the latter. I'll go find some. And I said, well, take pictures so they'll last forever. You know, remember those. But I know that that he's a good kid. Mm -hmm. Right. He's a good kid. He's super smart. Um, And he's pretty street smart, too. Mm -hmm. Like, like he's got some common sense. So I don't worry about him. You know, then I got another daughter that tours all over the country. She's in a major city every other day, you know, yeah. uh, out there doing that. I don't worry about her. I like, I know she has a good level head on her shoulders. I got a daughter who she is the life of the party. Like when she shows up, the room knows she's there. I don't know that I want her out there all over <laughs> the country touring. <laughs> like I don't want her in Vegas or Anaheim or Seattle. I like, well, there's some learning. 
that needs to be there needs because again she's kind of cloistered herself up in the common sense department as far as worldly wisdom ain't there yet because she hasn't experienced that so i want to keep those gates intact some some can have a little more expanded gate you know what i mean mm-hmm. well that's, but that's where the grace comes in yes it's, it's individuality you yes. don't a lot of people think their kids are just supposed to all be the same right they're not they're not no they're not i was an athlete i played baseball that was my life I advanced, did all these things. Um, my son, yeah, he's an athlete. He's running marathons. I, I can't run a marathon. Mm-hmm. I also can't do math. And this kid's freaking Einstein. Um, and it's like, I've embraced that individuality in him. Mm-hmm. My other kids, I mean, some of them are authors. Some of them are dancers. Some of them, it's like, it's like I got this whole, you know, David Koresh thing going on down there in Waco, like with 20,000 kids, but I don't. I got these four kids. They're all unique. Had to embrace that. Mm-hmm. I didn't want them to be like me. Right. You want them to be they who did. God they were. created them to be. And if they wanted to be like but, me, that would have, I would have supported that, but I wasn't pushing that. Yeah, and one a really important point in letting them be the little people God created them to be is to give them freedom to experience life yeah. and fall and make mistakes and forge their own path because if if you're sitting there behind yeah. the scenes and directing the steering the wheel they're not gonna so it, it, so let's tie this up into a little bow okay here all the stuff that we've talked about and it sounds like we're all over the place and in many ways we are but this is real life well yeah it's a real conversation this is real life this isn't scripted this isn't we didn't come up with billet points and said this is what we're going to do this is real life and this is what i want people to see about you and I, who have a unique relationship with one another, with each other's families, and so on. And it's like, this is this is the 21st century America we're living in, okay? Mm-hmm. These are the type of things that are going on. What I always say to people, whether it's, whether it's black, white, gray, or grace areas, whether it's the boundaries you set, the, the gates you shut or open, the discipline that you choose to use, whether it is, um, what's the phrase, redirect, Oh, yeah. If you're redirecting or beating that ass or you're raising kids that have never exercised any muscle other than the thumbs to use the PlayStation or the Xbox controller. Maybe you haven't raised those. <laughs> or they're an Amazon.com, you know, what's going to show up today to pacify the child kind of generation. At the end of the day, I want you to look at your kid. And now a lot of the people in this audience, you're, you're at the point where you got grandkids. I want you to look at your grandkids. I want you to look at your kids. And I want you to look at their behavior. They're jumping on the couch, writing graffiti on the walls, whatever it is they're doing. And you take that cute behavior when they're two, three years old. Isn't that cute? (laughs) Now make that 23 years old with the same behavior. Is is that what you want? Or does that behavior need to modify? See, to me, that's, that's ultimately parenting. Because you can modify it in love before the world modifies it for them. I've always said, you want to have authority in life, you got to be under authority. Uh, somebody's going to have authority over you. Mm-hmm. So parents, it's good to teach your kids that they're under your authority so that when you yell stop, they don't run out into the traffic. They respect the boundaries. Uh, they know that the sound of your voice is one that is there to protect them. No matter what tone that voice comes at them with, it's a voice that's there that God put there to protect them from some of the dangers that are out there. And uh, But at the end of the day, is this behavior I want to see 20 years from now in them when they're adults? Because I don't want my child leaping over the bench to, to attack and bite and spit and pummel the, the female judge because he got some bad news. Now, that's an extreme example. But that's he basically threw a temper tantrum mm-hmm. and, and he attacked, you know. And then the bailiff who's over there sissy slapping the guy, trying to pull him off. I'm like, I don't want my kid to be that guy either. You know, I want, I, I kind of want my kid to be, I don't want my kid to be Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. who has no emotional empathy whatsoever. He's just a sociopath that takes his weird intentions with no moral compass, or I should say no, no conscience whatsoever, and turns it towards positive and good in the name of fighting and searching for investigating and investigating justice. I don't want them to be that either. I do want, you know, you do want your kids to have some sensitivity and have some strength and have some grace, but have some boldness and balance all those things out. Mm -hmm. That's the behavior modification that we're talking about. And sometimes you got to whoop that ass. (laughs) Sometimes you need to introduce your children to the song of our people. And that is the sound of the (laughs) leather belt turning loose from the denim loops 
on the jeans. And you could get, do it enough times, you could get a rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> you can write a song. You can write a song. Sit here while I write. <laughs> Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. And, and I, you know, I wish Dolly had written a song called uh, 11 to 2. But <laughs> here we are. Here we are. My kids don't even, when I spank them, apparently it doesn't affect them. They laugh. Yeah. Well, you're not good at it. <laughs> I'll try the song. You're not. <laughs> you know, I've always said that if you got a big family like mine, like yours, you don't have to beat them all. You just cut one out of the herd and take them over there and beat that one really good while the rest of them watch. But you got to really beat them and make, I mean, because you, you're not effective until the ones watching are crying too. <laughs> Please, Mama, stop beating Daddy. Please stop beating Daddy. <laughs> stop beating Daddy. I love you. You're beautiful. You're cute. You make coffee nervous. Uh, you're hyper. And I don't think we solved any of the world's problems, but that's okay. I, we're getting somewhere. Yeah, we're getting somewhere. Pretty anyway, sure. You're a good mom. You're a good mom. You're we're, a manly man. We're in a, uh, We're in a weird world, and we're just all trying to find our way. There's there's black areas, white areas, gray areas, grace areas. I don't know. It's up to you guys to figure it out. But don't jump on the damn couch. Um, or do. Do it. Everybody needs a disposable couch, right? Everyone needs a disciplinarian and a fun one. And uh, you know what's funny about that couch is I'm trying. I'm sitting here looking at that couch that we're talking about. I'm trying to give the thing away. Shy, do you need a couch? Yeah. It's got a bed. I've never even. I don't know if they could have hurt that. There's a, there's a fold out bed inside there that I think still has the plastic on the deal. Which is a perfect example, before we go, of me just saying, you know, even in that case, I sort of overreacted in some ways of just going, you're right, it's just stuff, but it was my stuff. And like George Carlin said, George Carlin said that my stuff is stuff and your stuff is shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to change that perspective a I, little I bit. truly think we would have only had something to worry about if you were the one bouncing on it. Maybe so. <laughs> You belong in a padded cell. That's where you belong. <laughs> Follow her on social media, on Instagram, particularly at Lone Star CJ. CJ is not spelled C and J. It's spelled C-J-A-Y-E. C-J. At Lone Star CJ. Follow her and also follow Deplorable Choir on uh, Facebook. Facebook. That's where some good stuff is. Uh, we need a Deplorable Choir reunion. Yeah. You should get it, the girls back together just for one to more song. kind of down to me and you. <laughs> just get the girls back for one more song. See what happens. All right. Watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. Man, I appreciate y'all so much. Leave a rating and review. Five stars is what we deserve. Thanks for putting up with our, just kind of our pooling of our own little ignorance here in this conversation that we're having. And we have a good time with it. And we think you have a good time too. So we love y'all so much. This show, which I think is the greatest podcast nobody's listening to, needs to be, we do have a great audience out there, but it needs to be bigger and it's going to happen. Social media ain't going to help us promote it. You, word of mouth. We can't do it through telephones, telethons, television, or anything. It's got to be teleperson. So I need you telling your friends about the Chad Prather Show and all the quirkiness, the craziness, the comedy, the common sense. We're having fun over here. So I love y'all. God bless you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.